Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. Hey, Seth, how are you? Hey, David, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I I yep. can't complain. Yep. We uh good. we ended our Apex Legends run today on a win. Yes, we did. It was good. It was kind of. We didn't really do much of it out outside of the beginning, but hey, yeah, a win is a win. Exactly. It was my fourth character that I've won with, and it was you've already won with every character, so it doesn't matter for you anymore. Yeah, it's too bad. I wonder. I wonder how many people will have gotten that achievement by the time I got it. By the time I get it. Because when do you think when you, when do you think that will be? Um. I mean, I, I'm picking up playing a little more, so we could possibly see it. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably have the next character unlocked here soon. I do want to give this game some of my money because I've played so much of it, but I don't know how much in-game currency a character costs, so I probably won't buy the second character. I'll probably just earn it. We'll see. We'll see. Give it a month. Well, only 0.24% of gamers have unlocked it. And how many how many people were playing that last last time they released the numbers? Oh my gosh, it was over 5 million, I think. Yeah. And you unlocked it at 0.11 people percent of people. That's, that's right. So, oh yeah, because I uh, I took that screenshot. Yeah. Hmm. It so was very it's impressive. Up. It's slowly going up. So um, let's, let's talk about what we played besides Apex Legends, which is going to be kind of an issue because that is genuinely most of what I've played <laughs> besides, yeah. um, I did, I did start Wargroove and oh, nice. I, I like it. It's, it's, it's really hard to talk about, to be honest. I was in my head, I was trying to think of how I was going to talk about this game and, if you've played in Advance Wars, it's really just difficult to say anything other than it's very similar to Advance Wars. There's, <laughs> it's it's a neat strategy game, kind of like Fire Emblem, a lot more like Advance Wars because it's it's Advance Wars in a fantasy setting, and indeed, it's it's pretty good. Did you get this game, Seth? Yeah, I played um, I played some of it. It's I've, I've had a good time, but other games have popped up around the same time um so i haven't put a whole lot of um time into it because you know apex and we're just going to have to i remember there was a time when you got obsessed with fortnite and so we had to prevent you from getting from talking about it too much uh every week well so we're we're gonna have to have a kind of moratorium on on Apex until like new stuff happens. Uh, yeah, I I was actually part of my discussion about Apex today. Genuinely, was going to be that I tried to play Fortnite the other day. Yeah, and and I just didn't care. <laughs> like it was really hard. I I was just like, this is fine still, but I I definitely did not like it as much. I didn't find as much joy in collecting things or doing what uh, I was yes. doing. It did not spark joy, so yeah. get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there will always be a place for Fortnite. I think for a, a long period of time, just because of the um, 
the foothold th- that it uh, that has it has created amongst the gaming community and the non-traditional gaming community but i think um apex scratches like after you played it you realize it scratches kind of a different itch than fortnite does right um and so like i i got i've been super into it because of its um the way it plays as a shooter when um i basically only played fortnite because i had friends that were playing it like i didn't i didn't really ever enjoy it all that much right um but and you know there are, but there's still there there are the people out there the the ninjas of the world who are really good at it <laughs> and will and just it's beyond my comprehension how they have uh, figured that game out but yeah so we're gonna we're gonna try um, to not talk not dominate the ape the dominate dominate the airways with Apex Legends talk yeah enough unless enough people are gonna do it yeah unless you know. Something amazing happens, or and and I mean probably when they drop new characters or new maps, um, then we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Um, and who knows, you know, at at some point it'll probably phase out of the rotation because there's not. I don't know about for you, but there's not a lot of games out now for me that are uh, in my major playing rotation. Um, I've tried to. Uh, I, I, I tried to get back into Assassin's Creed at one point, but it was just like, why am I doing this to myself? Um, it's and there aren't really, there aren't really, really a whole lot of um, games that are that have come out this month that have been I've been super into. Anthem comes out on Friday, but I don't know when I'm gonna get get that. Um, it reminds me, I saw a, a a tweet today. I forget who it was, but it was like um, talking about how all these major companies release the. These underwhelming games and the two most popular games of uh, February have been free battle royale games. Um, yeah, the, definitely. Being Apex and uh, Tetris, Tetris ninety nine. Uh, I keep thinking of it as as Tetris Royale, but that's not what it's called. And I have been playing a lot of Tetris. So I want to I want to talk about that, but first I do want to mention some of the other stuff I've been playing, and maybe some of the stuff that I'm sad I haven't played. Like you said, your game rotation isn't very heavy right now. Yeah. And uh, mine should be because I downloaded like six games the other day from Game Pass. Mm. I downloaded We Happy Few. I downloaded Crackdown 3. I downloaded games that I genuinely was like, oh, I'm interested in playing in these. And then I just text you to play Apex. And (laughs) so I need to be better about um, not doing that. Yeah. So it's. I think I think your problem there is uh, you've got a paralyzation um, from too many options. Yeah. You, you should have just downloaded one and be like, I I want to play this, so I will play it. Right. And then, and then when you're done, you play the next game. So, I also played something with friends this week. Uh, it was my friend Stephen's birthday on Monday, and. He is one of the reasons I built a gaming PC, um, him and Cameron. And so I played Rocket League with them, which I... Have I talked on the show about playing Rocket League on PC before? I I, think so. I love this stupid game. (laughs) I am... It's so easy to be so bad at it. And I'm still not sure there is a uh, tried and true way to be good. But... It's very fun, and we do 3v3 
and um, it's uh, it's a game that could easily be played on consoles as well. I mean, you I played on PC with a controller, so there was not much of a difference between mm-hmm. the two, I imagine. But it's a it's a really good. I don't know how much of Rocket League have you played, Seth? Have you played, played any? I have played no Rocket League. The closest hmm. I came to Rocket League was that uh, Metroid Prime Blast Ball thing on the 3DS. Did you ever? And play? I guess I guess Lucio Ball. Too. Yeah, 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 Lucio Ball, which is legit just Rocket League, but in Overwatch. Um, but yeah, I I have such a good time playing that game, and it's really cool because I feel like this game Seth does a very good job of constantly giving you a reason to play i am always unlocking some sort of weird cosmetic every time i turn around yeah whether it be different wheels or a hat for my car or you know all kinds of random stuff so i mean people check it out i mean they they have a sort of battle pass type thing now called the rocket pass and they have the second one and that's got like different cosmetics and stuff like that different vehicles so check it out i haven't bought that in my opinion that is kind of silly of them a little bit because you know you pay for the game initially anyways but whatever so that's what i've played i started wargroove i haven't played much else beside apex and um rocket league yeah what what have you played uh, like, like I, I, I said, I have not played a whole lot of games. I've played a little bit of Wargroove here and there. Um, it's very fun, I think. Um, but it's, it's not something I've been able to focus on. Uh, every time I, I, I pick up my Switch now, I just want to play, uh, Tetris. Uh, because, man, I, I, I really, I love Tetris. It's so fun to play. Um, and I've, I've won quite a, a few amount of times i mean the, the the nature of the game is is that you can basically lose at any time just because that's what happens um but it's <laughs> yeah, yeah i i like playing tetris so i'm um, i'm super down to continue doing that uh so we'll see i outside of that i don't think i've i don't think i really played anything uh outside of those two battle royale games um Unfortunately, so I don't have a lot to talk about there. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll get on something new. I actually have a bunch of games on my PC that I, I downloaded a while back that I have not started. So I, I even I even thought about there were many times this this past week that I thought you know I should start that one game and then I would just go back to playing Tetris. So but next, that's how it goes. I'm excited next week. I should be have played crackdown three but also i do plan on uh marianne doesn't necessarily know this yet she can probably hear me talking but i do want to try out the co-op and captain toads with Ah. her because they released that and so it'll give me a reason to go play that game since it's a free update so true that's on my list and if I buy Anthem, which we will get into later, but yeah, a little bit. Um, so uh, we should talk a little bit about news. I mean, not a little bit. That's yeah. Well, yeah. We'll <laughs> probably talk the rest of the episode about news. Yeah, yeah. 
but it could be a little bit it could only be like two minutes long and then we'd be done so comparatively that would be a little bit but i think we'll talk more about that yeah yeah um yeah before we do uh we need there is one thing we need to address um we decided amongst ourselves to that we needed to do this um so last week uh yeah last week uh i forget what day it was um but there was a there was a uh, a massive layoff that happened at um I can't remember the name of the company. What was the name? Which company was it? Activision. Yes. Activision uh, and Blizzard, they they laid off, I think it was about like 8% of their workforce. Um, and it was on the same day they had a sales uh, report that um, their CEO boasted that they, were, they made record profits for that year. Uh, and it was a very big news story. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of talk from from game journals about how terrible it was and it was you know it was kind of an awful thing um so last week uh we y- you will not have heard this because after the fact um we talked about it on the show David and and I and Joseph um we talked about it and after we finished recording I brought up some concerns to David about how the the, the way we broached the topic and we did not believe we um, did we we did justice to the the story we uh, that we didn't do justice to the the workers who were involved that that lost their jobs um, and so we made a decision to remove that bit from the episode so we could uh, bring it up today uh, or whatever day it is that you're listening um, and so yeah we want to talk about that for a bit it, I mean it's been. It's unfortunate that it's it's been we're over a week removed, so the the story is not as fresh. Uh, um, we don't have all the all the different um, tweets that that were that were made about it. Uh, good people talking about the statistics and um, all the the reality of how it works for people. So we can't. We're not going to be able to. Again, we're not going to be able to do as good of a job as we should be able to on this issue. Um, but so that's what happened. Uh, Activision, they laid off. It was over 800 employees, I think. And the the same time, they they had they talked about their their record profits. And it's just it's a uh, there there are a lot of great articles on Polygon, on Kotaku, uh, a lot of stuff all over the internet. Um, I'm sure you can go look those up, and I I recommend you do because it's I feel like if you if you care about the people making video games, you should understand the kind of stress they are put under by these giant these giant companies um to make these to to put these games out on time um and to maximize the profits like it's it's become a big deal especially with ea the way they are um sort of horning in microtransactions into games um but you know that's that's a whole different thing than what than what happened at Activision, where it was um, a bunch of people who, after like they they did exactly what their company wanted to do is, and they made they made a the most money that the the company had made uh, in 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 a fiscal year, and it's just so backwards the way that they were negatively rewarded for that, like. 
because they did so well, it was impetus for the company to cut costs to Im- increase the, the the revenue for the year. It just I think if you care about if you care about the people who make games, you need to understand the way that th- this is kind of how the games industry works. Like these people put in ungodly hours. We've talked about that before. Um, the 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 kind of the crunch culture that goes on in video games, um, and the way they are these companies just kind of treat these workers as resources to be discarded once they are used up. Um, it's really terrible. A, a cool thing that came out of it was um, the I forget what it was, but there was a this article posted on Kotaku. I thought it was really awesome. It was uh, one of the leaders of the of of an organization uh, who it was it was a letter um, from one of the the leaders of of the the country's like biggest unions. Um, uh, encouraging um, game developers who read it to uh, organize to, to to socially bargain with these companies because that's that's the only way that this stuff is going to be remedied, right? Um, this it can only go so far. The kind of terrible treatment these these people get in this industry, and there are, there are some companies that are better than others, um, but you know, Activision what they did represents the kind of ultimate end of what these game companies are doing with their employees like there are stories about how these employees basically knew for i think it was since like october that there were going to be these massive layoffs and so they're coming into work every day um not sure they were going to have a job anymore and the company like it was this they have this draconian company policy not to talk about it with their employees even though everyone knew and it like on that on top of the 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 pressure cooker pressure cooker situations that they're already in it's just it's kind of inhumane the way they they treated these people and this is i mean big game layoffs have, have happened at places a lot but this was kind of the like i said the, the the nth degree of what these massive publishers do and and basically like the the worst common denominator of of what game development is as a, as an industry yeah it definitely it's it's really a terrible situation um definitely unionization would would help this i i don't feel like i could necessarily contribute more except for uh apologizing for last week um which luckily you guys didn't have to to listen to it the the amount of gravitas wasn't um, appropriate for the situation, and it it definitely just sucks. It's when it sucks when eighty people lose their job, and it really sucks when eight hundred people lose their job, and it's yeah. it's it's still insane to me that a company that can boast about record uh record numbers uh is willing to do this to employees that regardless of if they were vital or non-vital uh helped them get to the record setting year they had and it's 
it's really insane. There's there's really no excuse for it. A company that big, there's they're always trying to make new games and new things. There's there definitely was no reason to do this. So it's it's definitely something that it's going to give them a black eye for a while. I don't. A lot of people are not going to let this go. Um, at I least, hope so. yeah. At least, at least the. I, I want to be careful about how I say that because that was maybe going to be rude, but but um, I mean, inevitably there are going to be people that don't care about this and they're going to buy Call of Duty every year, right? Um, but. I mean, a couple of my friends, one of my friends, you know, stopped. He's like, well, you know, it's not doing anything for me and this is happening. So he just, you know, he quit WoW again. He's like, this is too much. And it's it's something small, but it's it's not giving money to something that is, you know, inevitably yeah. a, a bad... And I mean- and I understand that, but you also run into the problem of, like, if people... It's not... Hypothetically, if people left WoW en masse, that would just mean... More. More, yeah. more lost jobs from, from <sighs> Activision Blizzard. Um, and the problem is, like, this. there's too much power being wielded by this multi-million dollar company. Um, yeah. And, and not enough... Uh, the, the power balance is way out of whack. Um, and the workers, um, the people who, who, who are doing the, 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 doing the dirty work need to, um, find a way to even that out before, uh, and, and I mean, this is all around the games industry. There are, but it certainly kind of reached a tipping point with this, this example. But so we, we just wanted to, to, to bring that up. Like I said, um, there have been way more people who have articulated this stuff a lot better than me. Uh, definitely go read uh, Jason Schreier's pieces on Kotaku because he's he's been reporting the the realities of the uh, game development industry and how and the toll it has on people for for years. Um, so he knows what he's talking about. Uh, yes. So with that said, let us move on to the actual news that we had planned. Yes. And Let's I want do to this. I want to start off by did you see this thing? Where this one guy who had put like 900 hours into Fallout 76 got banned because of the amount of stuff he had amassed that uh, Bethesda, like the developers, thought he was cheating. Oh, no. No, I did not see this. Like, literally the one person who... Cared about the game. Who cared about Fallout 76 is now banned. Is he... Did they wipe his account? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they oh, just they not. just locked him out. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it was just kind of everything that's happened with Fallout 76 is like they've made every single wrong decision. It's kind of funny at this point. Yeah, I mean, there's a <laughs> Oh man, that's so insane to me. No, I did not hear about this. <laughs> I would have I would have definitely brought that up. Oh, I'm glad you surprised me with this. That is yep. so crazy. Yep. That's what a... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I That makes me so sad, though, because obviously... there's And that's why it's very hard for me still um, sometimes to say that a game is bad. 
Uh, right, because, because even even bad games can be very fun. Yeah, and some people love bad games. Like there yeah. are some people I know that like they will like love a game regardless of what it's like. And I mean, I'm kind of like that. There's games that I love that I know that aren't the best. But still, that's <laughs> this poor guy uh, obviously uh, found a lot yeah. of joy in Fallout 76 and yep. No love back. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll send him uh, one of those onesies that they teamed up with Microsoft to make. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll send him one of those crash bags that they made. For the, Man. For, what was it? What was it? It was like the, the, the... I don't remember. The helmet from the... I don't know. I don't know what things are called in Fallout. I never played one except for a little bit of Fallout. The, the power armor helmet? Yes. The bag that they... That they sent sent out for those. Yeah. Maybe we'll get him one of those. Um, th- throw his dreams away in. Yeah. Jeez. That's rough. Yep. Man, I don't even know how to follow that. All the other, <laughs> all the rest of my news is like that was that was funny and sad, but uh, none of none of the other news is that kind of weird. Yeah. Um The. <laughs> oh man. I okay, so okay. I have uh, I, I got one more. Um, okay, did you see this? That um, I believe the EPA like they put out like this web game. Oh, uh, I saw this about yeah. like promoting recycling. Yeah, and they actually it turns out they, I mean it, it kind of makes sense given the the subject matter, but they recycled a uh, a track from from Yoshi's Island DS and just they just decided to stick it in there. Uh, Which I mean, I can't blame them. That music was great, but yeah, but it's but, uh, also but stealing. Does, does not seem like they had permission. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I saw that earlier today. I I meant to go look and see what track it was because yeah. I remember all the music in that game. But um, I'll have to go look it up after this. But yeah, that's that's insane to me that uh, companies can think they can just get away with stuff like that with yeah. with no repercussions or. Um, like just thinking that no one will notice. Yeah. It's, it's so weird to me. <laughs> um, uh, I wonder if Nintendo's going to send out a, a cease and desist to them. Oh, they probably will. I mean, they do I it mean, to everybody else. Yeah. It's, it's their MO now. Yeah. Um, they should so, make a, they should release a game for switch where you play as a, uh, a litigator and you like, it, it's like a first person shooter, but you send out, uh, you send out, C, you shoot people with C and D's. When okay, stealing your IP. So when you started, I was like, "Oh, this is going like Ace Attorney," but then it, nope. it switched. No, okay. it can't be Ace Attorney. That'd be too literal. Yeah, it's got to be like you're actually hitting them with cease and desists. Yeah. Um. So speaking of Nintendo, kind of the uh, Untitled Goose Game, which was announced through them, got delayed to late 2019, which. Um, a lot apparently that's a really big deal to a lot of people on the internet. Yeah, I saw that. That was weird. I was weird how many people were like upset. Yeah, I mean the I've, game looked cool. I have uh, heard get me people wrong. say that this is like an E3 game, which I it still blows me away that people care this much about this game. <laughs> I oh uh, yeah, I mean, I I guess, mean it, go- <laughs> it's it's a game about a goose. Like it's but a, I guess it's a big deal. People people care about their goat simulator and they care about their weird angry goose game. 
Yep. I I guess it's got an audience, man. They they love weird stuff like that. Um, one thing, I uh, Seth, I wanted to talk to you about this because I remember a while ago you tried to get me to watch this show called Black Sails. Yes, it was and a good show. I never watched the final season. Actually, I should get. I that. haven't watched it at all. I need to. Um, but so it's very funny. There is a new pirate show coming eventually, hmm. um, and it's going to be based on the video game Skull and Bones. Huh. Which you might be thinking to yourself, what is that video game? I well, mean, I the, I remember it. Like, It's this, the it's Ubisoft one, of, one we yeah, haven't seen in two years. Yeah, it's one of those things like you wonder, it was the game like you think... Oh yeah, uh, is that still a thing? That's what you think about it. Like, if you saw, it was the game that's basically the pirate version of the pirate stuff from Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag, uh, but without the assassins. Um, yeah. Without like any stuff on land, it's weird. I mean, it. So I. It, it's kind of like Sid Meier's Pirates, honestly. I remember when I played Black Flag. I I I, I remember thinking, I wish there was a game like if you could just take out all the on land stuff and just make this Sid Meier's Pirates. Uh, that'd be cool, and so that's that's what this game is, yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, now a, it's a TV show, huh? Yep, a female-led drama pirate TV show. That's uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess they intimated in the the little stuff that we've seen that there is a story in this game. Um, it's weird. Like I just assumed it was just kind of this open-world pirate attack other people, but I guess there has to be enough substance to make a I mean, story that's all we've seen of it to be fair seth just, true. just i mean that's what like how, why else would i why would i think there's a story in this game but hey maybe like this all the story is just in okay i know i'm pretty sure what was that you remember that like sci-fi show like, defiance was, i was a yes, really big okay. fan of it that i was a very big fan of that show so the the thing, the cool thing that Defiance did is that it was a show, and it, there was also a game. And so, correct me if I'm wrong, because I never played it or watched it. But the the stuff that happened week by week on the episodes would like change the world in game. Correct, that would happen. Now that I could see, I mean, I I could not see it. That seems very <laughs> unlikely to me. Ubisoft this is, is not going to yeah, pull that off. That this is what Ubisoft would be doing. But it would be cool if like they're just like. Yeah, there's a story in this game, but it's just going to be this TV show, and the stuff that happens will affect the game world. I could, I mean, that would make some sort of sense, but otherwise, it's kind of like, why? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they just saw how popular Black Flag, I mean, Black Black Sales was, and they decided, hey, let's get on that. So I'm also pretty sure Defiance is still a thing, just not as a TV show. I think that the game is still running. Oh yeah, a lot possibly. of games are still running. That doesn't mean there's a thing. <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's very interesting to me that you know we didn't even see anything from skull and bones this last year at e3 yeah and now this news is coming out about a tv show oh so lord we'll, we'll probably hear more at e3 about it what um, if what if the tv show is just like footage of the game <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> i it's like a web series it's weird because the other day I defended Ubisoft to people because they have been putting out some quality stuff. <laughs> and then I saw this news and I'm just uh, like, 
Of course. Yep. Of course this has to happen. The yeah. moment I can put my foot in my mouth, you have to do it for me. It's disappointing because if there was ever a game that they should make a TV show out of, it is Watch Dogs, uh, not this. Oh, yeah. But the problem is Watch Dogs is kind of Mr. Robot, but without the trippy stuff. Right. I think Watch Dogs but, would be great. Like, yeah. you could... you could. I I will... Okay. If you, like, listen to this podcast and the old podcast that we were on, uh, Mighty Bloke, you know I will defend the original Watch Dogs to the grave, even though I still am not sure that I enjoyed the game. That's your um, bad game that you love. Yeah. Your... And as much as people hate on that story, I think... I really sincerely think there is a good story in it. Like, if you replaced Aiden with, like, an actual sympathetic character and you shifted some of the stuff around, I think you have a really... They're, like, really compelling villains and other... And and characters and... Ah! I'm I'm getting excited. But, yes. (laughs) Yeah. We get it. Yeah. So, So, let's... Since you're so excited, let's do some of the boring news real quick. Oh great! Um, gotta gotta bring me back down. The, yeah, the uh, dreams is getting an early access in spring of 2019. All right, another game that I I always forget exists. Yeah, I forget it exists, and now it's got a you know a. I early thought that thing. already came out. You know, you would think that, but no. Well, <laughs> I definitely thought it did too. I guess I was wrong. Um, when it comes okay. out, we'll have to have Andrea on because she's probably the only person I know that's excited about it. Yep. You know, so. speaking of dreams, you know I had a dream the other day that you died. What? Yeah, it was you, weird. You did not tell me this. No, I did. I I meant to tell you this, and I just remembered it. It was very strange. So it was like, I don't know if this is good. Make makes for good podcast talk, but it was. Tell me if this is if this is a thing. So it was kind of like a horror movie because. I mean, it was basically the ring. So what happened in the dream was, like, people started getting, like, these texts from, like, this unknown number telling them to go play these old video games. And then when they did, they would die. I remember, oh, my I think, gosh. I think you drowned. No. Uh, that's, that's and I remember the, so awful. The last thing I remember from the, from the dream is, like, I got a bunch of texts, and I was like, oh, no, I've already played these games. What's going to happen to me? But then I think I... I woke up. Or maybe I died. I don't remember. That sounds like an insane premise. You're and right. I'm, I mean, that'd be... There was a there was a horror movie a long time ago with Frankie Muniz that had to do with a video game. Uh, but I can't remember the name of it. I cannot um, imagine Frankie Muniz in a horror movie. It was weird, man. It was like back in like 06. Yeah, look it up while I'm talking about the next thing. Because you'll... You won't have anything to contribute it, as much as I love to talk to you about stuff. Okay. Um, so this is called the David Features Something That Seth Refuses to Play Hour, and that it's not a whole hour, but we're going to talk about Hollow Knight mm. and how there's All going right, I don't to refuse be... refuse to play it. I just <laughs> won't. Um, <laughs> you just <laughs> won't. Um, so Hollow Knight was supposed to get a paid DLC where you would get to play as the character Hornet, which you fight a couple times in the game Hollow Knight. And it's uh, it's Hornet is kind of this speedy, fast version of you, and it's... Um, I, I'm, she, I'm assuming Hornet is a girl. Yeah, she was kind of the breakout character from the game. Yeah, and you, like, you team up with her occasionally. Like, there's cool stuff. 
you'll see if you play Hollow Knight. It's a fantastic game. So this paid DLC that was supposed to come out, you were going to be able to play as Hornet through the normal game world. It wasn't really supposed to be anything fully separate. And then we finally got a trailer for this. And the whole trailer, everything, everything in this trailer looks new, Seth. None of mm-hmm. it is environments that I recognized. Well, I and, mean, it makes sense. They said it was a sequel. Well, hold on. They didn't say that yet. That was the cool thing about the trailer. Oh, are you talking about back when it was DLC? No, I'm talking about the trailer for the announcement that oh, it was a, a sequel. Silk song. Okay. So the this this Hollow Knight Silk Song, they they announce at the end of the trailer that it's a that t- it's Team Cherry's second game, which means it's a full-fledged sequel. But before that, you didn't quite know. You just thought, oh, they added some new stuff and it looks better. But no, it is a whole new game with new characters, 150 new enemies, new bosses. And yeah, I'm really excited for this. They didn't give a release date. Um, I know that Team Cherry is a very small studio of like three or four people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's composed by the same guys. So the music is going to be great for sure. Um, I'll have to turn it off during the very hard boss fights so that I can beat them and then go back and listen to the music uh, on YouTube or something. But yeah, it's I'm very excited about this. I love Hollow Knight. I... There was some cool stuff with the ending of Hollow Knight that, you know, it'd be very interesting to see if that character comes back in a certain way. I don't know. But, man, I cannot recommend enough to pe- for people to go back and play that game. And if you think that maybe you don't want to, but you want to play this one, watch the trailer and see, because uh, Hornet is going to control completely differently from hollow Knight, so 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 how do you feel about a, a thing that you thought was going to be free dlc now having now being a paid sequel so it's because i was stupid and thought it was going to be a free dlc and it was actually going to be paid dlc oh um, so you, you tricked me i was wrong um a hundred percent i i looked it up and yeah it's it's going to be it was going to be paid DLC and it's now a full-fledged sequel. So it'll probably cost more, probably $30 like Hollow Knight did. Uh but to be honest, it looks completely worth it if you had to ask me. All right. So the name of this movie was called Stay Alive. <laughs> yep. Okay, that out, is it. Came out in 2006. Uh the the poster is a guy. Well, she, I I'd assume it's a guy. It's just like these hands hanging ha- with uh, like they're chained to each other, and he's hanging off this bloody controller. Um, and the tagline is "You die in the game, you die for real." Uh, yeah, it's apparently a haunted game that the only way to start is you have to have six players in real life uh, recite the prayer of Elizabeth. Request, <laughs> I don't remember a request remember for all movie. who resist to perish so that their blood could keep the Countess Elizabeth Bathory young. Sounds like a game I would not play. Yeah, also apparently not. in the movie the game is not real and no one knows about it, so it's just some kind of haunted 
I wonder if it, I, I wonder if it was a disc or a cartridge. But yeah, yeah, the, I don't know. I the, can't remember. The count is out, turns out to be real. Uh, yep, the game, the game is alive and it can play itself. We'll review this game later. We'll <laughs> we'll watch the movie and review it. Oh, and then at and a then, later date at the end of the movie, the uh, <laughs> the the video game stores from earlier start selling copies of the game. So it's kind of like <laughs> what was that? What was that movie? Um, it was kind of like Truth or Dare. No, uh, what was it? Yeah, Truth or Dare, right? Yeah. Where where they make the whole world do it. So I bet uh, you Chris loves this movie because he loves horror movies. Yeah. We'll hear from him it's, whether or not he does. It uh, it made $7.1 million over its budget. Also, this was the the only slasher film that Disney ever released. Whoa, what? Yep. It was oh a Disney gosh. film. I don't know if this is good podcast material, but it's good for me. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's where we're at well, today. We've each uh, we've each indulged ourselves with a dumb segment. So, hopefully, the 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 listeners are still here and the viewers. Yeah. Um. So let's get into Anthem and talking about some of the reactions that we've been seeing on Twitter. Yes. Um. Because I. Um, I really was going to buy this game and then having to hear about the load times and everything else has really hurt my ability to want to give this game a try. Yeah, it's weird because like um, we heard all the criticism through the demos that it was kind of like people weren't really having fun. But then when the when reviewers started getting the full game, I started seeing stuff that, oh, this act, this game actually does have some fun mechanics in it, and it's kind of good to play, but it has these horrific load times, and everything is kind of wonky. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to understand, to know how to feel about it. I mean, I think I, I still want to play it, um, just because it's a game that interests me, and it, it, it looks to have that... Um, destiny year one feel where everything was kind of uh, a mystery and and the game was sort of broken in the best ways um and people stood in front of a cave for hours shooting at uh these low-level enemies um so yeah i'm not sure it's kind of weird um the it has not been reviewing all that well i i haven't read a whole lot um there's apparently been uh a day one patch that is going out that fixes a lot of issues with the load times, but it still has uh, myriad other issues. Um, the The main culprit s- seems to be that as we, as I have um, uh, pontificated on this podcast before, uh, that the game is just it is not being shipped in a finished condition. Like it, it, it seems clear that the developers at Bioware basically rushed to get this out in a even semi-playable condition just because they were not going to be given any more time by EA uh, to polish the game. Um, and so it seems like it, it's it's even it's going to be even more like a Destiny situation where they are um, they have to they have to finish development on the game while people are still playing it. Um, yep. Yeah, and that's kind of kind of terrible. Uh, and, it's and not, it's sad. 
because it, yeah, it really creates a a when you do this there's a lot of trust that's broken between the studio and their fans yep i mean we we saw this with destiny and destiny 2 on a level and, and even other games that shipped broken it like you don't get that back at least fast you don't get it yeah back fast. like there's there's certainly it's gonna sour a lot of people i mean it's it's terrible like on every level like the game if it's not that fun to play like it's people people who like the pre-orders will have people will have felt they wasted money on it um it's going to review bad uh well it's it, it is reviewing not that great which is going to drive down sales um which is it's going to have like a, a neg it's negative reinforcement on the people on the like um on ea that this was not a successful venture when in fact this is a game that should not be shipped out uh in this condition it needed to cook longer uh uh um it as what was it shigeru miyamoto who said uh um a delayed game is it can eventually be good but a, a game released too early is always bad um yeah, and you yeah. know that's not a, that's not wholly accurate today and in, in the and in, in the days of day one patches um but still it's kind of i don't I'll, I'll never understand the kind of the mandate that bioware apparently had and it seemed it seemed obvious from the beginning like from i remember talking about it as early as like last e3 that um and probably even before then that it was clear that this game was not going to be done by the time it's it's supposed to release and it turns right. out yeah that's exactly what happened and yet they were still they still had to release it just because that is what EA decided yeah i i'm fully with you um one of the articles that actually made me kind of irrationally angry today um was straight up that it is faster to fall down in the game than to point yourself down and jetpack down like like mm. fly down yeah which is so weird, weird to me yeah like it it takes double the time someone actually timed it and mm. yeah yeah that is weird weird stuff and in i mean the that's game probably like that. something that that's probably something that would normally come out and in qa and 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 testing um and they it's something that they would fix and it might be something that they will fix but you know they don't they were not given time to do to do it while the game was still in development uh and i don't know i i i'm still very interested in the game and i still want to get it because i think the promise of what um what what anthem looked like when 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 it was first presented like it was this there was all this hype around it and and the stuff they showed it was just so cool looking and, and seamless and so um like i'm i i think if if there is enough like good stuff in it to make it fun to do i think i will be fine with the way it is at this point um because one of the good things about it is that you know they're going to keep working on it, and also I think they they said that all the DLC is going to be free, um, and it's just going to be like micro transactions for cosmetic stuff that you can pay for. And apparently the uh, prices on those are kind of insane. Um, 
but you know it's going to get a lot of post-launch um, uh, work and support. So hopefully, at some point down the line, it'll be um, in a, a a better state than it is now. But it is a a bit of a bummer where it is at this point. Yep, that's that's where I'm at. I I I have a feeling this game will be half off soon. Which is sad to say. So that's also why I'm kind of pushing off buying it, to be honest. Um, It'll be part of some sort of tax return sale in the next month, and I'll be able to get it for cheaper. Which, there's no problem with that. So let's talk about something that I'm very passionate about. Because... I love a game that was canceled unjustifiably that I never got to play. And this game is called yeah. Scalebound. Oh. I don't know about <laughs> it's unjustifiably. A it's a game I... that had everything. A DJ. <laughs> a dragon. There were best friends. A massive open world. A massive open world. You could fight really? with your friends who also had dragons. Really slow, kind of boring-looking co-op combat. But it was all fueled by dragons. Yeah, I get... This was a game, like, when it was announced, it was cool. It was one of these Xbox exclusive that fans could hang their hats on. Um, I always... I remember that the year after they revealed it, they showed the the kind of the co-op gameplay with with all the people fighting that giant crab. And I remember thinking, this does not look like a fun game. But, uh, you know, I still think it, it it was definitely cool looking. But what what do you have to say about Scalebound, David? Why would you even bring that up right now? In well, the year of our goss. Lord 2019. There's been some hot goss in the, on the Twitter sphere. Oh, yeah? And apparently Nintendo is reviving yes. a what was once thought to be dead game. And we all know that Microsoft and Nintendo have become very good friends mm-hmm. over the course of the past year or so. Right. And we also know that Platinum Games and Nintendo love each other. Right. And there's all these rumors that they are going to bring Scalebound to the Switch instead Whoa. of to what was once thought it was going to be the Xbox. Well, which, not just thought. They said it was going to be the Xbox. Yeah. Which, man. Yeah. Yes, this I'm would be crazy. So, look, I will say from the outset, I do not believe this rumor. <laughs> I think it is a little too far-fetched. Although, I will say, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on this podcast that I think that I've claimed, that I have stated my desire for uh, um, them to uh, revive this on the Switch. I think there's, like, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we did an episode back when we, we talked about back when it was canceled. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah so, we did. So yeah, let's let's get these things out in order. So um, I, I think it was sometime last week uh, that the rumor came out. There was a report that it was Imran Khan from Game Informer said uh, there was two, two pieces of information that, for, that one, um, Nintendo 
and Square Enix had been discussing what to do with Kingdom Hearts and if getting three on the Switch was feasible, and it sounds like they settled on getting the uh, the the remasters on the Switch. So that's one part of the rumor. Uh, and the other one was that he heard about a that there was a, a long canceled game that Nintendo was reviving. So that was, and then we got a few days later another report from a different, I think it was like Nintendo World Report or something like that. They said that their sources and led them to believe that it is going to be scale bound, which is kind of crazy. Um, and then there were a bunch of other stuff like Jason Schreier. There was some some stuff that he posted on Reset Era about it, and there was Alana Pierce from IGN said something about it, and a bunch Ooh, of other formerly people. Formerly of IGN, she's oh, with formerly. Rooster Teeth now. Ah, uh, yes. Excuse me. Um, and and a bunch of other people, like credible people, with these, you know, no like, no like concrete. This is what I heard it was, but you know that there are these just stuff out in the ether about it. Um, today, Liam Robertson, who is a a, a very good, he, he does a lot of stuff on defunct games and and canceled games and stuff like that, and who who apparently has very uh, good relationship with people who work at Platinum. Uh, he released a video today, uh, and his thoughts are that it is unlikely just from what from speaking to some of the people. A lot of the people who worked on who were on the original Scalebound dev team are no longer there. I think one of the guys who was the creative director, he said on Twitter that uh, he he's no longer there and he hasn't really talked to any of the people, but he would be surprised if it was happening. Um, so it's kind of weird. You got stuff on, on, on either side. I think it would be um, it would be nuts if this happened. I think it would be crazy. It would have to be I think it would have to be a very different game. Um, so I don't know if you saw this video. Game Explained did this really cool video on the, the history of Scalebound. And did you know that originally, like, this game, the pitch for this game came out before Bayon- the original Bayonetta. Uh, and it was originally... No, yes, so this game, the original idea was you played as a um, uh, a young girl riding a T-Rex. Uh, and it was originally supposed to be a Wii game. Um, I mean, uh. it, it, got sh- it got shelved, but it, it's, it would be kind of crazy that this game that... You know, it it started as uh, a title. The, the original idea was that it was going to be on 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 the Wii, and and for it to eventually make its way back to um, the the Nintendo Switch would be something else. Uh, who knows what? It, apparently, originally it was gonna it was a lot like Breath of the Wild, honestly, um, and the way it was supposed to be this really big open world, um, and you had you like had to salvage weapons from enemies. Um, so that would be—I don't know. I think if it did, I don't think it'll happen. But if it did, it would have to be first. It, it would have to be taken back a lot in scale, um, not only visually, but with from the stuff I saw about like how big this game was supposed to be. Uh, it would, it would, it would not exactly be. And and with the the development team not there anymore, it would not be the same scale bound. Um, I know that. Uh, there's some have speculated that a lot of this that maybe assets just got used for uh, Astral Chain, which is Platinum Games. Yeah, I, I saw the, that rumor too. Yeah, that the their new newly announced game for Nintendo Switch coming out this this year, uh, which I think 
you know, makes some sense. But also the games don't really look all that similar. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Like, I, it's it's a little too much for me to imagine as being true. Especially with, like, a lot of people have said that there's no way that Platinum has the development power to make this happen. Although, if this was being resurrected by Nintendo, I'm sure they would they would probably also be pitching in development power. But who knows? And it's also, like, weird stuff with, like, if Mike, does Microsoft still own this thing? Um, I don't know. But it is definitely a cool rumor. Uh, and I'm very excited as to the more information that we will get about it. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I hope it I, I hope it happens. I don't even I don't know what it would look like on the switch, but I'm all about that scale bound stuff. Yeah, I love DJ Man and his yeah. dragon friend. Just like the style and, and the style and the the visuals, it would be unlike anything that has been on a Nintendo platform in like recent memory. Like the the last thing I can think that is similar to this was the original No More Heroes on the Wii. Um, I don't think there has been there's been hasn't been a game that's really like looked like this. Like even Bayonetta and Astral Chain from Platinum, they don't they don't have the same kind of visual style as this game. Um, right. Or as or should I say as what Scalebound was going to be. Uh, it would be cool. I would love to have that the, the customizable dragons and flying them around and beating other monsters. It'd be, it'd be cool. I think it'd be right at home on Switch if they could make it run it. And I think they can, and I'll keep the hope alive that they are. Me so. too. Oh, man. So with that, do you have any more news, Seth? Um, I feel like I do, but I can't remember it. I, I'm out over here. I'm tapped. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the, all we had planned to talk about. I'm not the only okay. the only other question I had is I I saw an interesting uh, article on Kotaku and we can uh, end with this because I won't feel bad about ending with this. Um, do you think that there should be a, a reporting feature in Apex Legends where you can report people know. for bad sportsmanship or? launching i haven't really for no reason yeah i haven't really experienced or... a lot of bad sportsmanship i think i have experienced people who are bad at the game and maybe don't understand what is happening um <laughs> okay <laughs> uh i mean i've had some but i don't know i don't really need it i wish there i wish this is just an xbox wish in general i i don't know if the other consoles are better i wish there was a way to better see like who you played with um because there's sometimes I've wanted to send messages to people that I played with, but like once you're out of the match, it's kind of impossible to find who they are. Uh, I don't know. I think it's fine, but I'm, they probably need it. Um, but the way the game has kind of emphasized, like de-emphasized the necessity for um, vocal communication, I, I I don't imagine like there's as much inappropriate con content. I don't know. That's going on. But, you know, they probably need it. All right. I was just curious. I just, I hate the people that are stupid and, um. Oh, yeah. I, we were talking, before we got that win, or maybe after, we did have a a long run of games that were very bad. Um, and there was a, there was, 
There's a couple of people who we played with that I did not appreciate how they played, and I sent them some uh, annoyed messages. <laughs> you gave them a stern, a stern talking to. Yeah. Um. But none, all right, none so, responded, of course. Yeah. Um. So with that, we appreciate you listening to us ramble every week. Um. This week, maybe a little more than others, but that's fine. Um. If you like it, let us know. If you don't. Let us also know. You can email us at suplexesticks at gmail.com. You can get at us at all social media with uh, at suplexesticks on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Yep. Um, And you can can talk to us individually. I'm at Seth Rountree. Yeah, and I'm at First X Avenger. And that's everything. You can find... If you use Google First X Avenger, um, I have done a very solid job at... It's his gamer tag, even. Add him on Xbox. Yeah, that's fine. Send I mean, message I'll, I'll, there. It'd be weird, yeah. but... It'd be weird, Apex but I'll take him. it. I'll take the feedback. I mean, I won't be mad about it. Um, I We appreciate all the feedback we get, of course, and we are always thankful for you, the listeners, and um, share us with your friends and all that good stuff, and rate us wherever you listen to us, if you can. I know that you can't on Spotify, but... Um, you know, anything else. But with that, we will uh, see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.